And so I want to get into it, and I, I, I'm going to be talking in regards to uh, the sermon series that we're just finishing up. So we've been going through a sermon series called Honorable. Everyone say Honorable. So we've been talking about honor, and, and you know, there's a text that we've been kind of going through. It's been our, our, our main text that we've been going through, and the text is 1 Peter 2.17, and so if you don't have a Bible or if you don't have uh, it on, uh, on your app or whatever, you can just turn to the screen. You can see it on the screen, uh, and so it's going to be 1 Peter 2.17. This is what it says. It says, honor people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and then honor the king. And so we've been going through and we talked about honoring all people. We've talked about the love of the brotherhood and we've talked about fearing God, honoring God. And today we are going to be ending this sermon series with honoring the king. Ooh, honoring the king. Some of you are like, hold up, hold up. Did I just come to a message that, that's going to be about politics? Don't worry, when I saw Honor the King and when we were talking about this message, I was a little nervous too, okay? I was like, wait, 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 you, you want me to talk about honoring the king? Like, are you sure? Like, you sure you know who you're talking to, uh, you know, in regards to politics? I'm not a politics guru, and so, you know, when people, they talk to me, they're like, hey, who, who's, whose side are you on? I'm like, uh, whose side am I on? Are you talking like Michigan State or Michigan? Like, I'm a state fan, like, come on, go green. But no, no, they're like, they're like, no, no, who's side you're on? Like politics, I, I, I pass. I don't know, like, it's just not my thing, you know. That's not, and so I just want to put you to ease. I'm not going to talk about politics. I'm not. I, I, I'm going to talk about something a little bit more important, and, and something that I believe, it, if you would just listen and you would lean in, you could get something today. I'm going to talk about honoring authority. I just lost some. You're like, oh, snap. What did I just get myself into? I'm going to be talking about honoring authority. I'm going to be talking about how do we honor our boss? How do we honor our leaders, our pastors? How do we honor our parents? Oh, snap. How do we honor the law? How do we honor the government? How do we honor our authority? That's where... I want to land this and I want to talk. And so I hope, just give me a chance, just give me a chance. I know this is a unique topic, but I, I really believe if you just listen to this scripture that I'm going to talk from, this story I'm going to talk from, it's going to help you in how to honor. And so I'm going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 24, verse 1 through 11. 1 Samuel chapter 24, verse 1 through 11, if you're taking notes. And then I'm gonna jump down to verse 22 and just give you a little background about this. Uh, I'm talking about King Saul. So King Saul right now is on the hunt for David. And so there's a little tussle going on between King Saul and David and David is hiding from King Saul. And King Saul wants to kill David. And so you need to see what ends up happening here. It's very powerful, very, very, very important in regards to honoring authority. And so 1 Samuel chapter 24, Verse 1 through 11, if you're ready, say, let's go. All right, this is what the text says. It says, after Saul returned from pursuing the Philistines, he was told David is in the desert of En Gedi. So Saul took 3,000 able young men from all Israel and set out to look for David and his men near the crags of the wild goats. He came to the sheep's pen along the way. A cave was there, and Saul went in to relieve himself. 
to go to the bathroom. I want you all to know that. Relieve himself. David and his men were far back in the cave. The men said, this is the day the Lord spoke of when he said to you, I will give your enemy into your hands for you to deal with as you wish. When David crept up unnoticed and cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Afterward, David was conscience-stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe. He said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master. Watch this. The Lord's anointed, or lay my hand on him, for he is the anointed of the Lord. With these words, David sharply rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack Saul. And Saul left the cave and went his way. Then David went out of the cave and called out to Saul, my Lord, the king. When Saul looked behind him, David bowed down and prostrated himself with his face to the ground. He said to Saul, why do you listen when men say David is bent on harming you? This day you have seen with your own eyes how the Lord delivered you into my hands in the cave. So some urged me to kill you, but I spared you. I said, I will not lay my hand on my Lord because he is the Lord's anointed. See my father, look at this piece of your robe in my hand. I cut off the corner of your robe, but did not kill you. See that there's nothing in my hand to indicate that I'm guilty of wrongdoing or rebellion. I have not wronged you, but you are hunting me down to take my life. Go to verse 22. So David gave his oath to Saul. Then Saul returned home, but David and his men went up to the stronghold. The title of my message, if you are taking notes, which I'd encourage you to take notes, you can take notes on your phone or wherever you feel it would be best. The title of my message, if you're taking notes, is respect full. Not just respect, not just about desiring respect. No, no, no but being respectful. Let's pray and then let's get into it. God, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. I pray that you would just bless this message. Thank you for these amazing people that have come. And Lord, we just pray that you would be with my words, that you would penetrate the hearts of those that are here. And Lord, I know this is a unique topic. It, it can maybe cause some frustration or anger or maybe cause questions. But Lord, I just pray for just clarity, that they would see what the word is trying to say to them. And Lord, we just lift up our pastors. We love them so dearly. And we pray that you would be with them, you would comfort them, and you would help them. And Lord, we love you in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen, amen, amen. So, so I have a quick question here. Have you ever had a friend in your life that wasn't a good influence? Raise your hand. Have you ever had a friend in your life that just probably not the right person to hang out with, all right? Some of you are like, I'm sitting next to him right now. <laughs> but for me, when I was about eight or 10 years old, I, I, I had a friend and his name was Paul. And my parents, they always told me, like, Taylor, stay away from Paul. Like, yes, yeah, stay away from Paul. He's, he's, he's bad news. He's just not a good people. You shouldn't be hanging out with him. You know, just stay away. And, and also my grandma, she would always tell me too. She's like, Taylor, don't hang out with him. He, he's just going to make you do things that you shouldn't be doing. Stay away. And, and the reason why my grandma was so uh, 
just on me about it was because uh, Paul was the next neighbor of my grandma. And so there's this one day where I was just sitting at home, just kind of chilling, and, and, and my grandma's like, hey, I'm gonna go out for a little bit. I'll be right back. Uh, I'm gonna just do some work in the yard and just, you know, just hang out here. And I was like, okay, sounds good. Sounds good, Grandma. Gotcha. And then all of a sudden I hear a knock on the door. I open the door and it's Paul. He's like, hey, what's up, Taylor? How's it going? I was like, hey, how's it going, Paul? He's like, bro, you wanna hang out? I was like, sure. I'm down. He's like, okay, cool. He's like, come with me. We're gonna play a game. I was like, all right, what game are we gonna play? He's like, just follow me, I'll show you. So we started to walk and we were starting to go and, and we get closer and closer to this road. And I was like, Paul, what's this, what's this game we're playing? Like, I wanna know what game we're playing. Like, come on, fill me in. He's like, okay, this is the game we're playing. What we're gonna do is we're gonna stand next to the road and while cars pass by, we're gonna throw rocks and sticks at the cars. I was like, oh, all right, sounds good. I was eight, like, I didn't know, like, what do you want from me? And, and so he's like, all right, I was like, I'll grab a stick. He's like, I'll grab a stick. And he's like, okay, like, oh, there's a car coming. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. He throws it and it hits the wind, it hits the window, just cracks it. I was like, oh, he's like, bro, did you see that? That was so good. I can't believe that. I was like, man, that was really good. He's like, your turn. Now, just before I say this, I just want you to know if there's any police officer in here, I'm a changed man, okay? Just want you to know that, all right? So I grab a rock, and, and, and I'm like, all right, there's a car coming, and I throw it, and, and, and I miss. I was like, oh, I missed. I can't believe I missed. Like, I'm not that good at this game. This is a fun game, though. Where'd you learn this game? And, and I was like, hey, here, you go again. He's like, okay, I'll go. And so he grabs another stick, and, and a truck is going by. And he, he goes and then he throws it at the truck and it hits the windshield. And we're like, oh, that was a good one. And all of a sudden the truck slams on the brakes. And we look at each other, we're like, oh snap. And out of nowhere, this huge burly truck driver comes and is sprinting after us. And Paul's like, run! And so we're running, I'm sprinting, I'm like running as fast as I can, and out of the corner of my eye, I see Paul run, and this truck driver grab Paul and literally pin him to the ground. And while I'm looking at him, Paul's like, save yourself. And I was like, I will, forget you. And I just start sprinting. I wasn't a good friend, it's okay, I shouldn't have been hanging with him anyway. And so I'm running and I get into the house and I'm sitting in the house and I'm like, oh my goodness, like I just can't believe that just happened. I'm panting, I'm just like freaking out. And all of a sudden while I'm sitting there, I see cop cars pull into Paul's driveway. And I'm literally sitting and I'm thinking, I'm gonna go to jail. I'm going to jail. I'm too young to go to jail. I can't go to jail. I'm way too young for this. And I'm just so nervous. I'm so, I'm just like beside myself. And all of a sudden I hear a knock on the door. I was like, if Paul snitched on me, we're gonna have a problem. Even though I'm eight, I know that snitches get stitches, okay? And I go up to the door and I'm like, you know what, this is it. I can't believe it. I go up to the door, I open the door, and it's my other buddy, Colin. He's like, hey, what's up, Taylor? I was like, Colin, get in here. 
He's like, whoa. He's like, what, what are you talking about? Like, what's going on? I was like, just don't worry about it. Just come inside. You'll be fine. He's like, okay. I was just chilling there. And, and the cops leave. And I didn't get caught by the grace of God. But in that moment, in that moment, I knew, I, I figured it out that my parents were right. I probably shouldn't have been hanging with Paul. But the thing is that I was more concerned about myself instead of honoring my authority. I struggled with honoring my authority. I disobeyed, I dishonored my authority in that moment and I paid the consequence for it. And I don't know about you, but I think we've all struggled with honoring authority at some time in our lives. Or maybe right now, you're struggling with honoring the authority that's in your life. You're being pulled from each direction because of the issues and the problems. And you're, you're just, you just don't know what to do. You're not really sure how to act. You're, you're frustrated at the authority. You're like, well, you, you just don't understand. You just don't understand. You don't understand the, the problems that I have with my boss. You don't understand the problems I have with my parents. I just, I'm so frustrated, I'm so upset of the way authority is in my life. But I want you to know that even in the struggle, even in the disagreement that we have with our authority, our parents, our boss, the law, even in all of that, we cannot get past the point that God has called us, if we are a believer in Jesus, he has called us to honor our authority. If we truly love Jesus, we truly follow him with everything we have, we cannot remove the perspective and the idea that God calls us to honor those who are above us. And see, there was a man, follow me, there was a man in scripture that understood the power of honoring his authority. Even when he didn't feel like it, even though it wasn't fair, even though it could have got him killed, he honored his authority. Talk about the worst boss, the worst parents, the worst authoritative person in your life. David had to deal with that. The king that he was honoring was trying to kill him, but still, he chose to honor. It doesn't get much worse than that. And what I wanna do is I wanna just talk with you from this story I just read you about how can we honor? How can we truly honor our authority, our boss, our leaders, our parents, the law? How, how can we choose to do that? Even when we don't feel like it, even when we're hurting, even though it's hard, even though we don't think it's, Right? How do we choose to do it? And what I wanna do is I wanna pull from this story and I want us to learn from this story because this story shows us how to honor. And so if you're taking notes, I wanna to talk to you today about how do we honor our authority. So let's go into the text. The text says that Saul is, is going out to find David. He just gets back from battle. He's going out to find David and, and he brings all these men to go after David. And while they're on the pursuit of David, the Saul has to go to the bathroom. Say, like, hey guys, hey, I'm so sorry. I know we're you know, on this chase to go get David, but I just, I just I gotta go to the bathroom, all right? You know how it is. <laughs> I'm getting old. Uh, 
but I'll be right back. Don't worry. I'm going to head into this cave. No, you, it's fine. You don't have to bring anyone. Like, it's totally cool. I'll just be right back. And so Saul, he goes into this cave, and, and while he's in this cave, he's going to the bathroom, and David and his men are in this cave. And David's men, they're like, David, this is your chance. Oh, the guy that, that's been pursuing me, the guy, the guy that's been pursuing us, uh, he's here. Like, dude, just, you can kill him now. Like, God's giving you the opportunity. Like, just end it. We can get out of this cave. Like, oh, I just, I'm so glad. This is our moment. This is our moment. I'm so happy. Just go take care of him. That's what the men said. And if I was in that place, I'm not even gonna act like I would be different. I'd be like, yeah, like, I don't wanna be in this cave anymore. It smells, so if you could just take care of this guy, then we could just leave. That'd be great. But David, instead of listening to his men, he chose to follow what God's word says about honor. And instead of listening to the opinions of his men, he chose to honor Saul. He chose to honor his king. Not because he felt like it, because God's word tells us to. And that leads me to my first point, if you're taking notes, is this, how do we honor our authority? How do we honor our boss, our leader, our pastor, our parents? And that is this, if you're taking notes, is by following God's word, not others' opinions. How many times have we allowed other people's opinions to occlude our ability to honor our authority. Can you believe what our boss did? Can you believe, I can't believe that he's making us do that. I don't know, I don't even know if I want to do, you know, I, I don't even know if I wanna stay here any longer. You know, you should, you should quit too. We should just, I just, he's not a good boss. He's not the right thing. Your parents said that? Your parents said that? Don't listen to your parents. You're grown, don't worry about it. You, you, you just don't worry. Listen to me, Listen, look at what we're doing. Can you believe that this country is being run the way it is? I just can't believe this. It's just, I'm so frustrated, I'm so upset. I just, I, and what we do, listen, what we've done is we have created spaces of dishonor where we've allowed other people's opinions to dictate our ability to honor. We've created spaces in our workplace. We've created spaces in our friendships. We've created spaces in our country of dishonor. When we should be seeking out what God's word says in regards to honoring our authority. Not listening to the opinions of others. No, no, no. But listening to what God says about our authority. Oh, and look what God's word says. His word says in 1 Peter 2.13, it says, be subject, submit for the Lord's sake to every human institution. Submit. And look also what it says about being careful about listening to other people's opinions, about creating spaces where you gossip and you talk and you slander your boss and you slander your parents. You, you need to be careful about this. As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him but not to quarrel over opinions. David, 
I don't know how he did it. But Dave, instead of listening to his men, instead of going with his feelings, instead of being so frustrated that this man's trying to kill me, this is my moment. He said, I'm not gonna listen to them. I gotta listen to what God has to say. And I want to encourage you to do the same thing. Whenever you find yourself in a place where you're questioning or you're frustrated or you're upset at your authority, look to what God's word says and trust his word. The story continues, follow me. It gets better and better. I love this story, it's so good. The story continues and David goes up and instead of killing Saul, he cuts a piece of the cloak off. And while he heads back to his men, he becomes conscience-stricken. He becomes guilty. He, he, he can't believe what he just did. I can't believe I just cut off my, my, my king's cloak. I can't believe I just cut a piece of my king's cloak off. I shouldn't have done that. I just, I just was in the moment. And he, he becomes so upset. And the reason he becomes upset is because of what he says just a little bit further down in the text. He says, this is the man that God has appointed and anointed as king. And because he is appointed and he has anointed him as king, I should not have laid my hand on him. I should have not laid my hand on him. I should not have cut that. Because of his position, I have to honor him. Because God put him in this position, I have to honor him. Even though from my perspective, I could have killed him doesn't matter because he's in a position of authority and I need to honor that authority. That leads me to my second point if you're taking notes is this. How do we honor? How do we honor our authority? And that is this. By respecting their position, not our perspective. Oh, the simplest point in this whole text, but probably the hardest to digest. The simplest point to understand, but I believe the hardest to truly live out. The fact that they are in a position of leadership over us is enough to honor them. The fact that God has put them in a place of honor, the fact that God has put them in a place, he's anointed them, or you said yes to taking that job, or living in this country, the position outweighs the perspective. And we have to just focus on that simple, because what ends up happening, follow me, what ends up happening is we get into this mindset, this improper mindset. The improper mindset is, you know, I'm not gonna honor I'm not gonna respect, I'm not gonna you know, follow this leader until they prove to me that they're worthy to follow, until they prove to me that they're, they're worthy to, to honor, until they prove, I just, you know, and once they do, then I'll honor them, then I'll respect them. But no, no, the right mindset that we should have, listen, online family, the right mindset we should have is that they are in a position of leadership in our lives. And so because of that, I will begin with honoring, respecting, and following, even if they don't prove to me they're worthy of that. 
I will start with honor. And if they prove that they're a great leader, awesome, but that does not dictate how I will honor them. Oh my goodness. We have to honor and remove the mindset because the position is more important than the perspective. So we're like, well, well, I, I don't know about that. What, what happens if they're not a good boss? Or what happens if, you know, the parent situation, it's not good? Like, I, I just, help me. Like, I just don't really know if I could do it. Like, what if they aren't great leaders? Let me help you. Oh, let me bring you an answer to this perplexed puzzle. And that answer is found in Hebrews. Watch this. Hebrews chapter 13 says this, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you, watch this, as those who must give an account. Who are they giving an account to? They're giving an account to God. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden for that would be of no benefit to you. So let me put you at ease when you are frustrated and you're concerned and you have disagreements is that God is the one that is evaluating and judging how they lead you. And so your responsibility, you are not responsible, listen to this, you are not responsible for how they treat you. No, no, you are responsible for how you treat them. And God, God will be responsible for how they treat you. So don't worry if you have a tough boss. Don't worry if your leadership or the pastor you feel you have a disagreement. Don't worry because God will take care of it. And I don't know about you, but I'd rather him take care of the issues I have with my authority. And just submit and say, God, I'll, I'll serve them because of my position. Even though I disagree, even though I have frustrations, it doesn't matter. I'll follow, I'll trust, and I'll honor them. There was this time, there was this time uh, in my life when I was a pastor, I was a youth pastor, and, and what ended up happening is that one of our biggest events was that week. It was our biggest event of the year, and it was our third time doing it, and we've had tons of kids show up to this, and so it's our kind of like all hands on deck. And my, and my pastor, he came to me, not this church, so just so you understand that. My pastor came to me, and, and, and he said, hey, I just want you to know, I know this event's coming up, and it's a big event, but uh, you aren't able to do your service in the sanctuary. See, we grew to the point where we had to do our service, our youth service in the sanctuary. He's like, I just want you to know you can't do your service in the sanctuary because we have to remodel the sanctuary this week. And also, I just want you to know, you know, I know that you are like all hands on deck with this event and, 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 and you know, you have all your leaders and you have to, a lot to prepare, but I just, I just, I need you this whole week to just focus on helping us remodel. And, and when I heard that, I was like, are you, like, are you serious? Like, don't you understand? Like, don't you see my perspective? Like, this is our biggest event. I was so frustrated, but I said, you know what? I will choose to honor. I will choose to honor. And we, we worked hard and we, we focused on the remodel and we didn't have as much time to focus on this event. We didn't have much time to prep as much as we wanted to. And, but what ended up happening 
when the night of the event came, we had the biggest turnout that we had ever in church history had in the youth ministry. Not because it was perfect, not because we put all our effort into it, no, no, no. Because I chose to honor my authority and not just focus on my perspective. And listen, when you honor your authority, God will honor you. And you can never go wrong with honoring your authority. You need to hear that because some of you are frustrated with how your boss is handling things. Some of you are frustrated with your parents. Some of you are frustrated, but I'm telling you, you can never go wrong with honoring your authority. Honoring the position. As we go to the last point, worship team, you can come up. Illustration, tech help you want, you can bring that. You can just set it right here if you want. The story ends. It's my favorite part of the story. The story ends. So David, he's in the cave and he's with his man. He's like, I can't believe just, I shouldn't have cut the cloak off. And you know what? It's okay though. I, I just need, I, I just gotta go out and I gotta, I gotta talk to Saul. And so he goes out and he, he, he calls us all. He's like, hey, Saul, hey. Hey, it's me, David. Hey, it's the one you, you, I know you're trying to kill me, but I'm here. Hey, <laughs> uh, and he goes, but, and he bows, prostrate himself before the king. And while he's having a conversation with Saul, he's like, hey, I just, I just want you to know, you know, I, I know that men have been saying all these things and that people have been saying all these things that I've been trying to take your kingship and I've been trying to kill you and, and, and that I'm against you, but I just want you to know something. That back in that cave, back in that cave, I cut a piece of your cloak off. I cut a piece of your cloak when I could have killed you. And so I, I want you to know something. That this right here, is proof that I am for you and not against you. This right here, when I could have killed you, when I could have came against you, when I should have probably done that, I want you to see that it doesn't matter what men say, it doesn't matter what you think, but I am for you, I am here for you, I will support you. I will not betray you. See, the cloak was proof that he was for me. The piece he cut off was an ability to say, hey, I was right there, but I didn't take your life. So please see that I'm for you. That leads me to the last point, if you're taking notes, is how do we honor our authority? And that is by proving you are for them not against them. What would our workplaces look like? What would our families look like? What would our country look like if our authority knew that we were for them? What would it look like if our leaders knew I'm for you? 
I have your back. I won't betray you. I won't talk bad about you. Even when everyone else is talking bad about you, I won't. No, 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 no. I'll fight for you. What would it look like if our parents knew that we were for them? Hey, I know it's hard to follow them. I know sometimes you're frustrated. I know you're grown. Hey, I know you're grown. But what would it look like if you could prove and show them, hey, I love you. I appreciate your authority. I appreciate what you have to, I appreciate your teaching. What would it look like if our country, I'm not gonna stay too long on this one because I don't want you guys to get all bent out of shape, but what it would look like if our country would know, the authority of our country would know, hey, I don't know what's going on, but this is my country, and so I'm gonna support and I love and I will do whatever it takes to make this country better. What would it look like if we would start proving to our authority that we're for them and say, hey, even though there's people that are trying to kill you, even though there's people that are trying to hurt you, even though there's people that are trying to come against you, I will not do that, I am for you. I am for you. We need to prove it. Look what the text says. Look what the text says in Titus 3.1. It says, remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work. We need to prove. How can you prove it? Well, you could just tell your boss, hey, I'm for you. You could write a letter. You could thank them. You could tell your parents, you could thank your parents. Hey, I'll listen to you. Even though I might not agree, I'll listen to you. I'll do what you say. You can go above and beyond, even when your boss or authority doesn't say anything. When it comes to a country, you can do whatever you can to follow the laws that have been placed in this country. We need to start proving to our authority, I'm for you. There's an interesting, interesting statistic that I found that shows that 70% of people who are in authority are afraid of their followers because they might betray them, because they might slander them, because they might gossip, because they might leave. 70%, we can change that. I believe that if we would come under authority in all areas of our life, that this country, our families, our workplaces would get even better than they are right now. That our bosses, our leaders, our pastors would operate even greater because there's no fear of their followers. And so, as I close, how do we honor authority? First thing is we honor by following God's word, not our opinions. By respecting their position, not your perspective. And by proving you are for them, not against them. And the way I wanna end, you need to get this. The way I want to end is I want to end with the transition between Saul and David and the kingship. You need to get this. 
David doesn't choose to kill Saul. He just waits, and then David becomes king. Becomes king, but the thing is that after he becomes king and Saul has passed, his tussle of dealing with people and the kingship doesn't end. Because a little bit later, you find in the next book in the Bible, 2 Samuel, you find that David's son, Absalom, doesn't like David. And what it, what it shows is that Absalom is like, hey, I, I wanna be king. I don't really appreciate how David's running things. And, and so Absalom starts to dishonor David to the point where he gets this huge army together to go and try to kill David. He, he was outnumbered, David was outnumbered. He had a lot against him. But the text, if you read it in 2 Samuel, it says that Absalom was not able to conquer David. Even though he had more men, even though he had a, a strategy, he was not able to conquer him. And actually Absalom died in pursuit of dishonoring his father, he perished. So hold on, follow me. So David does not dishonor Saul, becomes king, and Absalom dishonors David and ends up dying. So what that shows me and what scholars believe is that the reason why Absalom was not able to conquer David is because David honored Saul. Absalom's dishonor was not able to conquer David because of David's honor. which this story brings me to the conclusive infallibility in regards to honor, and that is this. How you sow honor, you will reap honor. If you sow honor, you will reap honor. David sowed honor to Saul, and Absalom was not able to dishonor David. We need to start sowing honor into our authorities. As we conclude this sermon series, we need to honor our families. We need to honor our friends. We need to honor God because in doing so, our family, our friends, and God will honor us. Some of you are wondering why people don't honor you. Some of you are wondering why your employees aren't honoring you. And it might be because you are not sowing honor. You might be struggling with sowing it. And in result, you don't reap it. If you wanna be honored when you're a boss one day or a leader one day, sow honor. If you want to be honored by your spouse, so honor. If you want to be honored by your parents or your kids, so honor. We need to be people who sow more and not worry about if others 
will do so. Because if we sow, God will help us and we will receive honor. Will you be a person that only demands respect? Or will you be a person that submits and is respectful? Our choice is today. Will you honor a 